Welcome to the fourth episode of the Blitz Podcast. I'm Elena Vasquez. I'm Mia Ferrer. I'm Catherine Alonso. And I'm Gabriel Pelias. And we're your hosts for this morning, this afternoon, or tonight's show, wherever and whenever you're watching this. So today we have a special guest, Ms. Vasayo. How do you feel about being on today's podcast? I actually feel very excited. I'm here, uh, happy to get to know some of you that I don't know yet and happy to have Catherine here, who's my student. So excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you too. So we have a couple questions for you um, and Mia's gonna start us off. My question for you is, what's the time where you wish you've done something differently? So I'm gonna have to come back at you with a question. Do you mean professionally or on a personal level? Because I have answers for both. Whichever you feel more like comfortable with. Okay, so um, professionally, I wish I would have gone to college right after high school. I didn't do that. I waited um, a couple years until I had kids and then I went to college right after that. So juggling between having kids and going to college as a single parent was incredibly tough. So I just wish I would have gone straight there and just not had like this five year gap in between. Okay, I see. Well, moving on, Ellie and I, do you have any questions? I do have questions, but first off, thank you so much for, you know, being able to come on this podcast and everything. Um, it's like a generic question that everybody, of course, like asks, but like, how did you get into teaching in the first place? Like, what drew you to it, if you know what I mean? So I got into teaching for two reasons. Um, one, practicality. So the fact that I get to have a schedule kind of like my daughter's is actually really cool. I get to have the same days off that they do, um, aside from like teacher planning days and stuff like that. So for practical reasons, that's kind of why I got into it. Second reason was um, when I was in college, I really didn't know what I wanted to study. I was stuck between like psychology. I was stuck between uh, creative writing and between English. So I originally started with psychology because I felt like, okay, you got to follow the money. You always, you know, you always hear that teachers don't make enough, right? So I decided to give psychology a go and it actually ended up being great, but I wasn't fulfilled. Like I, I've always had this creative calling in me to write and, um, I would love literature always have since I was a kid and I get I kept being pushed in that direction and then um, after really giving it some thought I just decided to switch my major because I've always been passionate about books I've always been passionate about um, you know have a teaching um, I had a 12th grade teacher Mr. Barrera who he was my um, AP lit teacher who um he really changed my life like high school is a crazy time where you go through like a ton of transitions and I was having a particularly difficult time my 12th grade year and Mr. Barrera was one of those teachers who basically uh had a positive impact on my life and I was like man you know what like 
I really love English and I really love literature. I don't know why I continue to to deny the fact that this is where I need to go and I need to stop pursuing what will potentially make me, you know, rich, quote unquote. Right. So then it was partially like literature that, you know, like Yeah, for the most part it was it was my deep love for literature that pushed me into teaching and I just I worked around kids my whole life. I used to be a summer camp counselor when, you know, y'all have to do community service hours, right? I did my community yeah. service hours as a summer camp counselor. So I really got into that. And it was just something that, I don't know, I've just kind of always understood kids. And I guess part of me always wanted an adult who understood me. And I didn't really have that until my 12th grade year. So I got into teaching as kind of like, well, if I didn't have that growing up, I'd like to have, I'd like to be that person, the teacher that understood the students and what they were going through and not just teach you about the subject, but also teach you about everyday things. Right. So do you enjoy teaching now, even though it was kind of like for a practicality, practicality thing, like you said? Yeah, I do. I, I do enjoy teaching. It is very stressful sometimes. There are days where the paperwork is overwhelming and, um, you know, the, the payoff, um, it's not financial, that's for sure. But I do enjoy it and I don't think I could do anything else. The only other thing I could see myself doing would be writing for a living. So, right. I feel like the teachers who really like their job are like the best ones, you know? Yeah. Because they like the students and everything. Well, thank you so much for answering. Huh? I do like the students. That's the best part about the job, in my opinion. That's great. Um, thank you so much for answering my question. Um, and now a word from our sponsors for today. Today's sponsor is Spotify. This is where we will be streaming our podcast. You can watch whenever and wherever you want. Spotify is the best way to listen to music or all podcasts all around the world. You can search for any album or artist you like so look up Blitz Podcast, and there we will be. Make sure you don't miss when we stream. Either way, Spotify will always be free. Okay, so now I'm going to pass it on to Catherine. Well, it's great having you here, Ms. Vasayo. And let me tell y'all, if you ever, like, are like, oh, my God, who's, like, the best reading reading teacher or, like, creative writing teacher? That's Ms. Vasayo. She deserves an award. But here for you today, I have two questions, starting off with, What's the most rewarding part of your job? Good question. So I would have to say the most rewarding part of my job is to teach a bomb lesson and then seeing what the kids come up with and like having them understand the actual concepts that I taught and applying it, right? Not just in the one unit that we're uh, going over, but in another unit. This is particularly um, true with my ESOL students, right? So many of them um, have been with me for many, you know, two to three years. And they'll be my level one students, right? So the way that ESOL works, there's four different levels. So I'll get a student who's a level one. And then I've seen occasions where the next year when they take the access test, they jumped two levels. So they went from a level one to a level three. And it's just great to see my kids winning because 
yes, it's, it's like a validation for me. Like, yeah, man, you're actually good at this, but, (laughs) but then it's also great to see them winning and seeing them, um, do better and grow and things like that. So I would have to say like, that's the most rewarding part of my career. Yeah, I'd assume that, you know, as a teacher, seeing your kids prosper and do better is, you know, it's a great feeling. I'd assume, you know, like as a teacher, that seeing all these things, you know, um, like you taught a good lesson and the kids are enjoying it and they're doing better. That would be just, you know, great. And it would it, it makes somebody feel good, even like students in general. Like, oh, my God, my teacher made like a fun lesson that I understand and stuff like that, you know. Okay. But um. Moving on to my next question, how do you make sure students stay on task? So in the actual classroom, it's very different than in this virtual kind of setting, right? So because we're in a virtual kind of setting, let's just keep it a virtual. Um, I tend to go into students' documents as they're working, right, to see what they're doing and um, when I see that their mouse has not moved or that they haven't made any progress on what we're working on, I tend to just like leave a, a meme <laughs> in their document. Like That's hilarious. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I did this today to one of my students during second period. The student uh, was, I don't know, they were using Canva, so they claim, right? And um, I was like putting in the in the dock a, a guy like looking at binoculars and I'm like um y trabajo pa cuando? and like me looking for so and so's work like you know with the binoculars but I tend to go I take to take a funny approach first but then if I see that there it's not really working out then I'll go for like hey what are you doing like out loud in class or on mm-hmm. zoom and then if we get real petty, then I have to stop what I'm doing and call a parent. So, yeah, I feel like that should be the approach. We yeah, try yeah. to go there. We try to, you know, evolve, but sometimes mm-hmm. we gotta be petty. Yeah, I feel like that should definitely be the approach because there's just some teachers that are like, what are you doing? Like, oh my God, like, why aren't you doing your work and stuff like that? You know, but like, I just love when I'm doing my work and I see the little bubble of my teacher in my work. It's my favorite part of the day, you know? But, um, like, is, Oh, can you tell me like maybe what are memes or like things that you usually put in? Like when you think about it, do you put a meme that like maybe has to do something with the work or like the student or like, oh, I'm watching you, like you said, you know? So it definitely, it definitely has to do with a student from time to time. Like if I've had this student a couple years, like the student that I happened to today in particular. Um, I've had her for three years now, right? So um, she, uh, you know, it was a meme that she would understand because it's something that we've discussed in class before. So it gave her a good laugh and she started working, you know, right after that. Um, Sometimes it's just purely random. It tends to be like a magnifying glass, like looking for your work, or it'll be like, you know, the binoculars that I told you today or like, I put, um, I had an 11th grader who I ended up putting in his document like this confused lady with a confused face because he had put something that had nothing to do with what we were talking about in class. And he realized it like 10 minutes after I had put it into his document. And he was like, 
he's like why do you have to do me like that miss <laughs> so it just depends on the student and I tend to do that with my creative writing classes that's not something that I really have the flexibility to do with my ESO classes um just because ESO is a little bit more structured than creative writing mm -hmm. so yeah 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 I I definitely like that like there's not a lot of teachers that are just like 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 you know they take a funny approach to it like something that won't like like I don't know like in a sense stress you out or make you feel pressured you know and um I really like that approach so you know thank you for answering my questions today I'm gonna pass it on to Gabriel thank you Catherine well Miss Vasayo what do you think makes you different from other teachers like is there anything you do in your classroom that you feel other teachers don't do um i mean online it's pretty hard to you know put set yourself aside from other teachers just because this has been a learning curve for all of us um however in the physical face-to-face -face classroom i'd have to say like i love taking my kids outside into like you know the there's this like shaded tree area in the front especially when we do like the poetry unit. I like to draw inspiration from nature and stuff like that. So like put the kids out of their normal environment. Um, we did like um, spoken word poetry one year where I had taken all the kids to the stage and they had to perform their pieces on stage. We did children's books where I took kids all through the elementary school and they read to the little kids. So. I feel like if it's anything that I have that perhaps other teachers may not have is creativity. Um, I feel like I get bored very easily, so I don't like to do the same kinds of activities two, three years in a row. I switch it up. So I guess that would be what sets me aside from others. Creativity. I think that's a bold statement. <laughs> Yeah, considering this is like a really creative project that Mr. Felitas has concocted here. So yeah. he has been up to me here. I have to give him that. I mean, taking your students out of their out of their comfort zone in order to be able to do their work better. I think I, I've I've never had a teacher who does that. It's always been like in the classroom, just staying there doing the generic same sort of thing. I that that sounds very interesting. I'd I'd like to actually be a part of your class to do that. Well, I hope that someday you take my class. Yeah, I I hope too. <laughs> um, well, Nadia and I for our outro segment. So thank you so much for coming on and you know talking with us. It was honestly really fun doing this with you. Thank you for having me. I loved being yeah. here. You all are great. The vibe was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was super. Honestly, it was like super fun. Um, well, until next time, everybody. Bliss Podcast, signing out.